disrespected person in America is the black woman. The most unprotected woman, a person in America is the black woman. The most neglected person in America is the black woman. Hey sis, welcome back to Black Girl SOS. So before we get started, I want to take a moment of silence for Ahmaud Arbery and for two legends that we have literally just lost in the last 12 hours, Andre Harrell and Little Richard. I am exhausted. Like, I'm exhausted. <laughs> I am, my spirit is weary. My soul is tired. My energy is low. I am exhausted. Being black in this country is exhausting as fuck. I really, I, I am just... I'm at my wit's end. So I had to really limit my conversations um, after the whole um, Ahmad Aubrey story came out with the lighter folks because, sis, I ain't have it for them. I'm, I'm never going to sit here and bullshit with you. I did not have it for them. I didn't have anything to say to them. I, I don't want them. I didn't want them saying anything to me. I just, I, I did not have it for them. It is so beyond fucking ridiculous how much of a threat these motherfuckers act like black existence is. Like, How are you so fearful of some of 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 beings that you thirst to emulate? Make it make sense cuz right now it's not making no sense and I'm motherfucking sick and I'm motherfucking tired. So yesterday was Ahmad Aubrey's 26th birthday which we all know he did not live to see because he was hunted down, murdered on his run um, back on February 23rd. Um, and this is just a brief recap if you have been under a rock and don't know what the story is with his situation. Um, they tried to, the, the DA and the police tried to bury the evidence and allege self-defense and, and make that their excuse for having never brought charges against um against these murderers however um a defense attorney actually i don't know if he's a defense attorney or not i believe he's a criminal defense attorney um but i know it was an attorney that did end up leaking the video um and that is how the quote-unquote wheels of justice finally began to turn and the two murderers have been arrested. Um, they went before the grand jury. Charges have been filed. And it's going to go to court. We still don't have justice yet. So just keep that in mind. 
Justice has still not been served. Keep in mind the fact that they were only even arrested because this attorney was brave enough to leak a video knowing that the DA and the, the police department were lying and, and enabling a cover-up. Um, know that if, if not for this leak, they would have surely gotten away with it. They would have surely went on with their lives unbothered, unscathed. So as this story continues to unfold and the normal rhetoric begins to play out with the, you know, I, I, I don't see color. I would never intentionally do that. Or, you know, I, I truly felt threatened for my life. Remember that it's all bullshit. Don't forget that as the days, you know, get long and leading up to the case and as, you know, your white colleagues and your white friends and or your white relatives try to talk to you in these ambiguous fucking tones, when they try to talk to you in fucking taupe, make sure that you speak in vibrant color. Make sure that there's no ambiguity in the fact that this was a fucking hate crime. And just fucking existing in black America every day feels like a fucking, like I'm a victim of a hate crime. Make sure that you're always clear, unambiguous, and unapologetic when you are talking to other people about our fucking experience. So yesterday, um, the running, com the running community ran 2.23 miles in honor of Aubrey, in honor of Ahmad Aubrey on his birthday. And while I was on my run, I was just thinking about how much running is a therapeutic outlet for many of us. You know, many runners that I know, um, especially runners of color who still are transitioning into a space of being able to accept and embrace traditional therapy um, or who haven't. Um, transitioned into that space yet they're not even in the process of transitioning there are still people who do not embrace or feel comfortable with traditional therapy for them running is their outlet running is their therapy and the thought that while you are out running trying to clear your mind trying to clear your spirit and really just trying to better yourself and better position yourself for your day your endeavor your whatever that you could be killed is more than disheartening. That shit angers me. Like that shit pisses me off. And as I was running a route that I nor route route, say it how you wanna, tomato tomato. Um, as I was running a route that um, I've run more than once, that I've walked more than once, I noticed for the first time the um, traffic sign that says no outlet, and I just I had to stop. I was like, this is exactly how I feel as a black person in America, but this is especially how I feel as a black woman in America. I feel like there's no fucking outlet, which is yet another reason why I, I started this podcast because it honestly constantly feels like there's no outlet. If, I, if someone does me wrong at work, and I speak up about it or I defend myself. I'm the angry black woman. I'm the troublemaker. You know, I'm causing problems. I'm difficult to get along with, right? If 
if I allow this shit to happen to me, I'm, I'm now the victim, you know, and, and then I finally speak up and say, well, why didn't you say something before? Right. And, and then there's, if, if, um, if I'm running along the road, minding my whole entire fucking business and motherfuckers are catcalling me and I ignore them, I'm a rude bitch. If I flipped on a bird, I'm a rude bitch. It's like, you cannot fucking win. There's absolutely no fucking outlet to just peacefully exist as a black woman. There is always some fucking unnecessary force giving us pushback when we're not even pushing. It's like, bro, I'm just literally trying to exist peacefully. But there's always a fucking problem. There's a problem. If perfect example, I was in the supermarket and um, this is like midway through quarantine and they, they started to change the rules of my supermarket. Um, they started the single file line where they would funnel people into the, into the register lines. Um, so I see that there's a new system in place. I have no problem cooperating. I walk my ass all the way to the back of the line as I'm supposed to. I don't have a lot of items. I've got a hand basket. I've got like maybe four items in it. And the manager who is, he's the main manager of the store. I see him all the time. Really nice guy. Um, black gentleman. He is running the back part of the line. There is who I believe is an assistant manager and another um, just regular store employee that is doing the funneling further up front. So I go to the back of the line. I get on the line. The manager asks me, is that all that I have? The stuff that's in my handbasket. And I say, yes. He says, okay, go all the way to the front. There's an express line there. And I said, okay. He gets on the walkie talkie and says, hey, I'm sending one to the front for the express line. At that point, I walk to the front. I get on the, uh, as I'm walking to the front, I walk past this woman again and, and the gentleman again that's helping her um, on the instruction of the manager. So I'm walking past them. She sees me walking past her. She says nothing. So I get on the line that I was sent to. As I'm waiting on the line, the refrigerator right next to the line I'm on has um, a coconut water that I have been looking for incessantly. So I'm like, oh my God, yes. So I put my basket down. I walk over to the, the refrigerator and I grab a couple and I put them in my basket. I grab like two and I put them in my basket. Um, as I'm grabbing, as I come back to the line and I grab my basket, this white woman, the assistant manager, she starts to make a whole ass scene. Oh, there's a whole line. I said, I know there's a line. And I know that you know that I know there's a line because you watch me walk off of that line when the manager called you on the walkie-talkie and told you I was coming down there. I was like, would you like me to go get him? She's like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. We'll take care of you. I was like, yeah, but you're making a scene, so it's clearly not fine. Would you like me to go get the manager? Who, remember you guys, as a black man, would you like me to go get the manager? No, no, it, it's it's fine. We'll, we'll take care of you, but there there's a line. I said, I know there's a line. I went and got on that line, 
And when I got on that line, the manager told me to come to this line. I know that you know that because I didn't leave the line until I heard him contact you on the walkie-talkie. So, what is the point in making this fucking scene? Now, let me set the stage for you guys. I live in a really white-ass part of, of what would be considered Metro Orlando. Like, the greater, excuse me, the greater Orlando area. I live in Winter Park. It's hella old, hella white. Bitch, why are you fucking trying my black ass in the middle of this white-ass supermarket? For no fucking reason at all. These random-ass white microaggressions and white hyperaggressions. There's, like, no fucking... There's no escape. If it's not some little shit they're doing at work to be passive-aggressive or to label you fucking angry... They're doing some fucking wild outlandish shit in the streets to push your button and get a fucking reaction so that then again, you are the angry black woman. Where they have fucked up with me is that I don't give a fuck about being labeled an angry black woman. I don't, I, I legit don't give one single solitary fuck. You can call me whatever you want. What you will not do is continue to fucking try me Without, you know, with, with me letting it slide. That's not a fucking thing. That's not what we're doing. So, after we had a back and forth, I just mean mugged the shit out that bitch the entire time I was getting fucking wrung out. Like, bitch, don't even look in my fucking direction. Because if looks could kill, I would fucking sizzle your ass to death. Like, I'm sick and I'm fucking tired of all of the bullshit. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. It's exhausting when large fucking entities in the running community try to pretend like, oh, the run community, the run run culture is this unified front when in reality they go out of their way to not address the bifurcated community that we live in. They go out of their way to not address when fucking people of color are harmed. They, they go to town when something happens to a white woman. Something happens to a white woman. We've got 50 fucking issues. We've got a march. We've got a fucking telethon. Jerry Lewis comes out the fucking, out of retirement or the grave. I don't even know if that man is still alive. But whatever. They summons the fucking spirit of Jerry fucking Lewis and get a telethon going to save the white women. But when something happens to women of color, when something happens to people of color, it's all oh, running is... It's not a political sport. Bitch, what? Bitch, what? One of the most iconic fucking photos in sport is from running. Like, what? One of the most iconic political photos, excuse me, in sport is from running. If you're not clear on or you just don't know what photo I'm talking about, Google the 1968 Olympics, um, Tommy Smith, uh, John Carlos, I believe the man's name is, I apologize if I have their names wrong, but I'm almost positive that I have it right. Um, after they won their medals in the 200 meter race and they stood on the podium and they put up the black fist, they put up the, the power fist, which is a black salute. Um, that's one of the most iconic photographs politically and in sports so to fix your mouth to say running is not a political sport nah bitch is not political when it applies to us say what you really mean 
That, and that's what I mean when I say when people try to talk to you and taupe, you speak to them in vivid color. Hold people accountable to the shit that they're really trying to say. Force people to have these real fucking conversations. Force people to have these real conversations. When this Ahmaud Aubrey situation came out and a lot of people in the running community began to speak out, I noticed a lot of quote-unquote white allies posting shit like all lives matter. Bitch, if all lives mattered, I would not have to keep reminding you that black lives matter. So miss me with the bullshit. Save your fucking hashtag. Don't waste your unlimited talk, text, and data on that fuck shit, okay? Do me a solid. If you're not going to fully fucking get behind the fact that black lives are being treated like fucking like fucking styrofoam plates, like this some fucking throwaway shit at the end of a fucking barbecue, then don't motherfucking say anything at all. I'd rather you shut the fuck up. I'd rather you shut the fuck up. I would much rather you shut the fuck up. Because at least then I know exactly where you stand without having the inkling to knock your fucking teeth in. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. But when people come with this, oh, all lives matter, I don't see color. I just see people. That shit makes me prone to violence. Like, what? You don't see color? I mean, I know you're not a fucking spiffy dresser. But what the fuck you mean you don't see color? Bitch, you didn't miss the color of my skin when I pulled up. Just like I didn't miss yours. So don't insult my fucking intelligence and don't play me for fucking stupid. And don't minimize my fucking experience as a black woman in this country. Do not fucking minimize it. Do not make it seem trivial. I hate the conversations of why does everything have to be about race. Everything has to be about race because this fucking country was literally designed and structured to hold certain races down while fucking um, pushing other races forward. That's why. That's why. Because we live in a system that is designed completely by design to hold black people down. How could the conversation not always be about race? Like, what, what are we talking about for real? What serious conversations are you trying to have with me when you say some dumb shit like, oh, this isn't about race? Huh? And then the shit that really sends me over the top is when black people say the dumb shit like, yeah, but what about black on black crime? See, I expect that dumb shit from white people. That's their fucking MO. That's in their little playbook. I totally anticipate that. But when it comes from black people, one, it lets me know that you're not as fucking smart as you're trying to pretend to be. You have no idea where semicolons go. This is not, this is not your forte. Intelligence is not your forte. I know that because if you were intelligent, then you would know that it is a narrative. Black on black crime, while is a truth in the fact that African Americans or people of African descent do kill other people of African descent, but so do Asian Americans. So do fucking white Americans. But you never hear white on white crime. You never you never hear um, Asian on Asian crime, Chinese on Chinese crime. Like, you don't hear it. That narrative is not given to you because it does nothing to promulgate the systems that they have in place. But black on black crime does. So that narrative is put out there. Fun fact, you fucking idiots. Crime, nine times out of ten, is proximity and opportunity. 
period. In our beloved melting pot of America, most of us live in segregated cities, whether we have acknowledged that or not. Our cities are segregated as fuck. The blacks live with the blacks. Um, people that are Latino that do not identify as African American live amongst each other. Asians live amongst each other. And then in their Asian communities, they are divided. The Koreans live amongst the Koreans. The Chinese live amongst the Chinese. The Italians live over here. The Mexicans live over here. Like, we live in very segregated fucking... We live in a, a, a melting pot of segregation. So, miss me with the bullshit. So, nine times out of ten, the person that you are most likely to commit a crime against, if you are, in fact, a criminal, is somebody who is close to you and that you see an opportunity to commit that crime with. Because we live in segregated areas, nine times out of ten, that person is going to look like you. White on white crime is hella fucking common. They got a whole goddamn television network dedicated to it. It's called Investigation Discovery. Because 90% of the crime aired on that bitch is against a white person committed by a white person. And still, the narrative white on white crime is not something that you hear. So when black people say dumb shit like, yeah, we always talking about Black Lives Matter to us, black on black crime. Bitch. Bitch. Black lives always matter. It always matters. Of course, we have an issue with us committing crimes amongst each other. Of course, we have an issue with that. But when we do that, we don't get away with that shit, right? Justice be getting served, whether it is local street justice or it is by the book justice. Oh, justice be getting all the way fucking served. But when we are hunted down like fucking animals, shot in broad daylight, fucking strangled to death for nothing felonious, like, my nigga, strangled to death for any reason at all is out of fucking bounds. I don't care if felony or not. Like, we are literally treated like we're in the fucking duck hunt game and motherfuckers are just picking us off without repercussion. And, and, and everybody's going about the course, the course of their day like it's nothing. And then your black ass feels like this is the opportune time to try to correlate black-on-black -black crime with the way white America treats us? You're a part of minimizing our fucking experience as fucking black people in this country. And I don't have no fucking tolerance for that shit either. Not one. Not one. Like, I am so goddamn exhausted. I'm sick and I'm tired of it. I'm sick and I'm tired of it. I refuse to let anybody utilize any of my social media platforms to talk about all lives matter. I refuse to let anybody use any of my social media platforms to talk about blue lives matter. And I am somebody with a large amount of friends who are police officers, correction officers. Um, they're, they're a myriad of things, but they are not fucking blue. They are fucking black. 90% of the people that I know behind a badge that I give a fuck about are black or Latino. They're not fucking blue. They're not fucking blue. Because when they take their uniforms off, they get accosted and they go through the same bullshit that I go through. They are not fucking blue. They are black. So we're not going to have that Blue Lives Matter shit not on my fucking page. And I don't care who it offends. I do not. 
I won't have my platform. I won't have any of my social media platforms used for fucking white people to try to try to create some kind of parallel between their one isolated incident in their life and our everyday existence. Our everyday existence. Like, I can't run through my neighborhood without some old bitch, like, looking at me like, oh, what are you doing here? Bitch, minding my business is what I'm doing here. What are you doing here? Sis, how can I help you? Why are you in my face? I'm, I'm totally minding my business. How can I help you? So, no, I will not let fucking white people utilize any of my platforms to try to say that this, oh, you know, this happened to me, so I totally know how you feel. You have no fucking idea. You have absolutely no fucking clue. Like, I am just exhausted and I'm tired of people seizing every opportunity to minimize our existence, to minimize our experience, and to try to silence us. And I will not have it. I won't tolerate it. And every time they try to shut down an outlet for us, please always remember that Black Girl SOS will always, as long as there's fucking breath in my lungs, this will always be an outlet for us. Always. Feel free to hop on the Instagram post. I definitely want to hear people's comments. Not even just about this. If you know if your comment is not about the Ahmad Aubrey situation in particular, um, just know that it's an outlet. It's a place for you to always vent. You can get shit off your chest. We can have dialogue. We can have discussion. We can exchange um, tips and tricks on dealing with microaggressions at work. Tips and tricks on dealing with hyperaggressions on the street. Like, I, it is, Black Girl SOS is our outlet. It is for us. It is by us. Please feel free to use it. Feel free to network. There's all type of links that I keep in my highlights of Black, Black businesses, um, other Black women that are, that may be doing something you're interested in getting in, getting into other women that might be able to just, I don't know, be a mentor, give you some kind of guidance, um, give you some tips and tricks. Just remember that Black Girl SOS is your outlet when every other outlet feels like it's been shut down and like you don't have a voice. This is your voice. I am part of your voice. I speak for me, obviously, but I speak for all of you to the extent that you feel I speak for you. Sis, I need a mimosa. I mean, I am. It's been a fucking week. Until next time, y'all have a good one.